Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, guess what tomorrow is? Week 17. So uh, it's time for my Week 17 DFS Catch Picks episode on the Big Beat Podcast. Before I tell you my favorite Week 17 Catch Plays, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. It has been 2021 was an awesome year for me. And we're going to kick you-know-what in 2022. All kinds of content. It'd be all, We've got all different sports. Hopefully we'll have multiple videos coming out per week. And it won't just be football or golf or soccer. But it'll be all different sports. We've got all kinds of action planned. For this year, also check out the Big Deep Podcast on Spotify and Apple. But um, until this year, week 17 always meant a crazy week. With guys not playing due to the injury or guys or teams resting key starters for the playoffs. Well, this year, week 17, it's just like any other week. Only 2021. Is so unpredictable with guys missing due to the injury or COVID. And um, tomorrow's slate is going to be just like the last few have been crazy, unpredictable, and hopefully rewarding for us. So uh, at quarterback, there's really only one option this weekend. San Francisco 49er rookie Trey Lance. With the reports of Jimmy G likely not playing the ball with his torn UCL and a thumb, Trey Lance looks ready to get his second career start. And uh, to me, Trey Lance is the only catch quarterback viable this weekend. I mean, yes, Lance has barely made any impact in his rookie campaign. Came came off the bench and played the half in week four against Seattle. Started not very effectively against Arizona. And then barely seen anything from Lance since. But Trey Lance offers a different style quarterback than anybody way above him. He's got that running ability. And his two significant actions this year... Trey Lance has averaged 5.9 and 5.6 yards. So let's just say, so San Francisco run-based team. Let's just say Trey Lance got 12 carries times, say, 6 yards. That could be 70, 72 rushing yards right there. That's seven, that's seven points. There's a possibility Trey Lance gets a touchdown. That could be... 8, 10, 12, 15 points just based on rushing. And if we got anything in the passing game, you're looking at a 20, 20 something, and an 18, 20 point day at less than 5 Gs. So Trey Lance offers that cheap running quarterback we won this week. With John and Taylor, Cooper Cup on the, on the sleeve, we need a cheap quarterback. Trey Lance offers a quarterback with rushing upside and capable throw. And yes, Jimmy G is probably not playing them all. But San Francisco's got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and potentially Jeff Wilson and maybe even Elijah Mitchell back. So San Francisco's going to be loaded with weapons. 
And Houston, not a great defense, whether it be against the run or against the pass. Although the Jack, although my Jaguars couldn't take advantage of that a couple weeks ago, but uh, that's a story for that's a story for another day. So again, Trey Lance makes a lot of makes the most sense at forty eight hundred. At running back, to me, uh, there is one consensus option, and it's uh, David Montgomery. Have I mean, uh, yeah, the Bears have been pitiful, but Dave, but it's not David Montgomery's fault. He has been a workhorse. I mean, last week in Seattle, twenty-one carries, forty-five yards, scored on the ground, but nine targets, nine targets, nine targets. I mean, nine targets to me is the biggest story. And two things we like from running backs are targets and red zone touches. Dave Montgomery is getting a lot of runs, getting a lot of targets and a lot of red zone touches. So, I mean, yeah, both teams not exactly starting the greatest quarterback, but Chicago is the favorite. So with the Bears getting in the red zone the all, Dave Montgomery's probably getting the ball. And if he's and if Chicago's getting the ball somewhere in the goal line, it's probably going to be David Montgomery's score. So whether it's a runner or receiver, Dave Montgomery makes the most sense this week from a kid, from a forward perspective. He's got the ability to rush the ball 20, 25 times and I've noticed last four games, David Montgomery's got at least six targets. So you've got that consistent rushing ability with some receiving upside. So David Montgomery should be in the lineup more. Then it gets really interesting because depending on injuries, I think there are a couple guys available. One, Sony Michelle is really is really starting to become almost a safe play every week. I mean, with L.A. leaning on Michelle the last four weeks, he has been a workhorse. I mean, 27 carries, 131 yards, no Henderson for this team. Probably no Cam Akers. I don't think L.A. is going to rush Cam Akers back before the playoffs. So, I'd expect a lot of work tomorrow. Even though Baltimore's defense is not anywhere near healthy on sevens in better shape than the back end, I still think Michelle is definitely involved in the running game, so a good chance he'll get 18, 20, 22 carries tomorrow. Not really a receiver, but if Michelle get, but if LA runs the ball inside the five-yard line, probably going to be something Michelle, so... Can he get the 100-yard bonus? Can he potentially score? Yes and yes. But I think Sony Michelle is fairly, fairly safe for, 20, for at least probably 20 carries and good chance he could find the end zone with the Rams of favorite. 100 bucks cheaper than Sony Michelle is a really interesting guy. It's with Chase Edmonds at 5,700. Could be another great catch value depending on the status of James Conner. Conner looking like a game time decision for the Bulls team. 
team, but Chase Edmonds was a beast on Christmas night against the Colts. 16 carries, 56 yards, and the and a lot like money. Nine targets. We love targets out out of the backfield. And if you told and in a hype and in a potential shootout, high pace game with the Cowboys, Chase Edmonds can be Kyler's check down. I mean, can we predict nine car- t- targets again? Probably not, but could he get seven, eight? Definitely. And if Arizona gets in the end zone, Chase Edmonds could get whether it's a run or over receive. So I think Edmonds makes a lot of sense at 5,700. But if you want two other cheap guys, uh, Michael Carter at 5,100 is really tempting this weekend. Because it looks like Tevin looks. I don't believe Tevin Coleman's playing them on. No, I'm gonna check right now. Yeah, Coleman is Tevin Coleman's on the COVID list, so it looks like Michael Carter's backfield them all. And yes, everybody says don't use a running back against the Buccaneers, but these are not normal circumstances. One. Tampa's not 100% on defense. They've had several guys either not playing or probably not playing or questionable them all. And secondly, Michael Carter can be a capable running back out of the backfield. And yes, might not be, might not get a lot of rush. You know, it's, I mean, he got 118 last week, but he can be a receiving back. He got 14 targets. In week eight against the Bengals, nine against New England. So Carter could be a receiving back. If the Jets fall behind, that might not be bad for Carter because if he got eight, nine targets, he can really rack up a lot of receiving yards. If he got seven catches with 60 yards and and a touchdown, he'd be, he'd be good there at just 5,100. And then... Another cheap guy is uh, Jared Patterson in 4,800 with no Antonio Gibson in the hole. I think Jared Patterson is really interesting. And, yes, the Washington football team flat-out embarrassed himself last Sunday night against the Cowboys. But, you know, Gibson would have been probably a very chalky potential cast option this week, especially what he's done the last couple of weeks, particularly that game against the Eagles. But it uh, looks like Gibson not playing them all. But uh, I really think Patterson has got a chance to have double-digit carries to all, potentially make a threat out of the backfield. And the goal I'm back, at 4,800, you don't need much. Trust me, if you was Justin Jackson last weekend, you probably won. Whether it be in catch or GPPs, you probably won. If you use Justin Jackson like I did, you put you won a catch. And you imagine you sent a Bengals stack and Justin Jackson, you probably won last week. So Jared Patterson's that cheap running back this week's probably the cheapest I'll consider going, but depending on who's playing or 
who's not the mole? I think Patterson's very intriguing. The projections really like him. At wide receiver, can can I go with the obvious? Uh, play Cooper Cup. That guy's that guy's ridiculous at football right now. I mean, this Cooper Cup is having one of those years. Would think what? See, let's see. He has received double-digit targets in every game but one. I mean, last week, for Cooper Cup, a quiet week. 10 for 109. 10 for 109. It's a quiet week for Cooper Cup this week. And yes, Cooper Cup's 9,500. But there's more than enough value at quarterback, running back, tight end, that you can, you can play Cooper Cup without even thinking about it. No, Devontae Adams, again, he's on the the Packs are playing on Sunday night, so you don't have to worry about choosing between Cup or Adams. And secondly, uh, did anybody see Joe Burrow and the Bengals throw for, what, 500-plus yards last week? Baltimore's defense is banged up. I don't think the weather and uh, the... I think the Rams are going to throw the ball. Stafford, I think Stafford will get on track. So I expect a lot of Stafford and Cooper Cup. Will he get double-digit targets tomorrow? Yeah, probably. Will he go over 100 yards? Probably. Will he find the end zone? Good chance of it. So you told me Cooper Cup 10, 100, and touchdown? I don't care what he is. Cooper Cup should be more than 9,500. We all remember when... Christian McCaffrey was 10 grand seemingly every single week a couple years ago. Cooper Cup should be in that range. And then another big injury concern this week is the status of Bucks star Antonio Brown. I said, play A.B. last week. He was way too cheap. He was a free sweat. 10,400 10, plus. And he's still too cheap this week. But bad news. He's got a bum ankle again. So, and it's another one of those game time decisions. Now, fortunately, with Tampa, the Bucks are on the one o'clock window, so we're going to know at eleven thirty whether or not AB is playing. If AB plays, I think he's in a great spot. He's simply too cheap. If you told me AB's getting ten targets again, I don't think the Jets could cover anybody. I really don't think the Jets could cover anybody right now. Tom Brady's going to look for E.B. But I mean, with Mike Evans coming back from A, a hamstring and B, a COVID diagnosis. So the timing, so even if Evans can play no more, and it's very questionable, maybe more doubtful than anything he plays. So if is healthy and ready to rumble, he'll be fine playing. And, uh... Just checking out the weather tomorrow. It's not exactly in the same area, but uh, hold on, let me hold on, let me see. Don't think the weather will be an issue for that game tomorrow. It's actually been quite warm in good part of the country. And let me see, let me see. It is. Oh, 50, looks like it'll be in the um, mid-50s tomorrow with very little wind. So, good, so a very 
good day to throw the football. It's a lot more than it usually is this time you're in the Northeast. So throwing the ball shouldn't be an issue in Baltimore or MetLife. But um, to me, the biggest challenge I've got this week is which is who my third receiver be this week. Because there are a couple guys I really like. I think Michael Pittman's in play. At 5,800, you know, with the news that Carson Wentz and all the Colts, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is back in play this week because generally when the Colts throw it, it's probably to Pittman because he is he can be a talking mob. So last week he got 12 targets for 82. Yards against the corners. He's got in double digit targets one, two, three, four, five times this year. And um, yes, everybody thinks of Indianapolis as a running team with John and Taylor. But if the Colts throw it, it's usually at Michael with Michael Pittman. And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittman. It's a talk of monster in the mall. And uh, another guy, oddly enough, at the same price tag is Christian Kerr. Now, Arizona's in a little different spot compared to Indy because DeAndre Hopkins missed the last several weeks with a multitude of injuries. And Kerr's become a talking monster. Twelve. Targets against the Lions, nine against the Colts. And the Moles got a potential of a shootout in Arlington. So could Kirk get double digit targets? Yes. And I understand how well the Cowboys defense is played. I think they could have to be honest, yours truly could have play, could have played DB with the quarterbacks they faced the last couple of weeks, but uh Step up with Kyler Murray in the Arizona attack. So I expect Kirk to be busy. I think DJ Moore is a possibility at 5,600. Sam Dono back on your center in the mall. DJ Moore's received double digit targets the last four weeks. And uh, no other concerns in the Superdome. And look what Jalen Water did on Monday night. And no people may be concerned about Lattimore. But DJ Moore's a potential. Remember early in the year when DJ Moore wrecked defenses? He could eight for 113, two scores against the Cowboys. He could be, DJ Moore could be a really good play. Another other cheap place if you need the salary, the mall of Braxton Bears. 6 targets against the Jacks last week. 10 against the Saints a couple weeks before that. Good chance the Jets are behind. Good chance the Jets are throwing. So the potential is there for Bears to be there. And also make a play in the return game as a punt or kick returner. So maybe give you a little upside in that. And tight end, I think there are a couple ways you could go. To me, I think spending down is probably better. I think 
I really like talking to somebody in that Kansas City-Cincinnati game, another shootout. Potential, I really like C.J. Usama, 3,300. Cole Komet, I mean, through the Giants-Bears game, could be an absolute crap festival. But if I'm going to play a Bear Pass catcher, it'll probably be Cole Komet. And if you really need salary, I think Brett and Jordan, you could do Wilson, Brett and Jordan, 2,800. I don't really... I think pin up for Kelsey, Kittle, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts will be more of the plays I would use in a GPP, but I like using the tight end. And for defense, I think there are a couple different ways to go. I think the Saints make sense with Dawn and the Panthers being turnover machines. The Bears with Lord knows who's playing under center in the mall. And the Giants basically having like no wide receivers outside Kenny Galladay. I think Chicago makes sense. I think uh, New England makes sense. If you can afford them against the Jags. I mean, um, Bill Belichick handles rookie quarterbacks. I think Miami's defense makes sense. There are a couple other ones you can use, but uh, uh, there's not that cheap defense I really want to play this week, but... It, it may just be based on how much money you've got. If you've got the money, potentially pay up for defense. Like, I used Philly's defense last week, and that worked out fine. So, And really, at defense, if you can get one big play, you might be in the game. So, again, there could be more news than the next it's 6.25 or so tonight, but... It could be more news between now and 11.30 or 2.30 tomorrow. And uh, just keep just keep your eyes on Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and uh, figure out who to play and which guys you like. And uh, get ready for the first slate of 2022. I can't wait for it. It's 2022. We're going to make my- – we're going to eat it just like we did all last year, and uh, hopefully tomorrow will be uh, plenty of green. Can't wait to see week 17 tomorrow. I think it'll be fun. I hope my uh, happy New Year to everybody. I hope you all enjoyed the stream. I hope you all win lots of dough tomorrow. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.